Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, it's the holiday season, and Devin Booker, he lit up the garden yesterday. But is he the most important player on the Suns? Big perk, he has some big thoughts on that one. And Draymond Green, he spoke for the first time since putting Rudy Gobert. Are we officially calling it a chokehold? I think so. You won't believe what he had to say about the incident, which led to his five-game suspension. Plus, LeBron James, he will do something tonight in Philadelphia that no other NBA player has ever done. We're going to break down how he's approaching another NBA record. We start right now. Welcome to NBA Today. She is senior writer Ramona Shelburne beaming in as the one and only the peerless Kendrick Perkins. I'm Malika Andrews and making his first appearance in studio. It is Scott Perry most recently with the New York Knicks. Scott, thank you so much for stopping by. You nervous? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Feasted after Thanksgiving? I am. Okay, well, if we talk about Thanksgiving, though, you know in this studio we do need to check in with Kendrick Perkins. Perk, what's the best <laughs> thing that you ate during the holiday weekend, my friend? For me, it was the yams. Maybe the mac and cheese. The whole, the whole table. Oh, the, the whole table. The I mean, whole from the rice dressing, table. the fried turkey, the mm-hmm. smoked turkey, mm-hmm. the, the ham, yeah. whatever you want, the whole table. You had a little sampling of everything. So we know Kendrick Perkins ate. You know who else ate? Devin Booker and the oh, Suns last night yes. in your former arena, Madison Square. <laughs> Garden. That is where we go- are going to start our show because they entered the night on a six-game winning streak. Remember, no Bradley Beal in this one. No Kevin Durant as well. We're going to pick things up where things got good. All tied up at 107, 340 to play. Devin Booker went to work high off the glass, bounces it in, and gets it to go. The Suns up two at this point. And then 30 seconds to play here. Suns still up two. Jalen Brunson, jumper. That's good. He had a game-high 35 points. The game is knotted at 113 apiece. Then on the other end, Devin Booker, waning seconds. Elevates. Oh, man. 1.7 remaining over the double team. You know who I've seen do a play like this before? I mean, that's that's not an easy shot. That's Kobe-esque right there. Well, he has be legendary, the advice that Kobe Bryant gave him. That shot is tough. Tattooed on his arm, on his shooting arm. He gets that one to go. Kevin Durant watching from the sidelines absolutely loves it. We saw Jimmy Butler miss that shot from that exact same spot just a couple of days ago. The Knicks, though, not finished yet. Jalen Brunson, he has a chance. Less than a second to go. He gets a good look. Oh, it goes in and then out. Booker, he had a team-high 28 points. The Suns, they hang on to win one. 116, 113. Here's Book on his game winner. Yeah, this one, I, mean, I told him in the huddle, you know, I knew they were going to double and, you know, catch it, look away, and then, you know, bring it back to me. So, you know, it's a shot that I've imagined in my head, you know, multiple times. Um, you know, so I feel like I've been there before. I love when you visualize something and it comes to fruition. Devin Booker, he thrives in pressure moments and pressure situations. Sunday was his seventh go-ahead bucket in the final five seconds of the game, entering uh, or entering since 
since he entered the NBA. Those are the words I'm looking for. We're getting back from Thanksgiving here. That's tied for second most during that span. So we mentioned it. There was no KD in this one. There was no Bradley Beal in this one. Perk, there were some concerns in the offseason. Who's going to be the Suns point guard? They don't have a traditional point guard here. Booker now has four games with over 10 assists. That matches his total from all of last season. But that's enough of me talking. Do you think, Perk, that Booker is the most important son? Well, well, Malika, let me ask you this. Hmm. Who did Phoenix trade for when they traded Cam Johnson, when they traded Mikael Bridges, and they gave up those thousand <laughs> yeah. first-round picks? One Mr. They traded for Ke- Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah. Durant. <laughs> Absolutely. They traded for Kevin Durant. Make no mistake about it. Devin, Devin Booker is really important to this Phoenix Suns, but he's not the important player, the most important player. That's KD. KD is that guy that's going to get you over the hump. He's not just going to take you to the promised land. He has shown and proven us that he's could c- uh, complete the mission for us winning two championships, two finals MVPs, yep. being efficient. And then take a step back for it. Take a step back for a minute. <clears throat> Even if KD is not the leading scorer in any series, him being on the floor helps Devin Booker out so much because now – Kevin Durant is going to demand so much attention. Devin mm. Booker is, is going to be able to get into his bag in the isolation one-on-one and do what he do it's best by just having KD on the floor. Sure. Look, you're right. Kevin Durant is the most important son. Okay. But we're also discounting and taking for granted how great Devin Booker is. I mean, he's playing out of position as a point guard. That's not his normal role. But he can organize an offense. Since he's come back from his injury, they're averaging 28 assists a game. 28 assists yeah. and 12 turnovers. Like, that is, for, for a guy who is no, known as a shooter and a scorer to be organizing an offense and doing everything that he's doing out there without Kevin Durant, yep. without Bradley Beal, without Grayson Allen, that he's carrying that entire load. And we just ignore it sometimes because he doesn't care about the attention. Right. He doesn't care about the accolades. Right. He didn't get MVP votes like Chris Paul did or all NBA. He's just the guy that Kevin Durant wanted to go play with. Yeah, he doesn't go out there and puff his chest yeah. on all of it. The fact of the matter is the Suns are 7-0 when <laughs> Devin Booker is in the lineup. Do guys fear Devin Booker around the league, Scott? Is that something that opposing players are like, oh, no, we have to get up for Devin Booker, or is it not quite there yet? Oh, I think it's getting there okay, uh, for sure because this young man can really score the basketball. Yeah. Uh, he's tough. He's, he's, he's precise mm. in everything he mm. does on that basketball floor. Very calculated. And I think – He's a tough guy to defend because not only can he shoot the ball from three, he can also do a great job of getting into that lane and scoring from the, in that two-point area. He's lethal in that area, yep. and he's just going to keep getting better. There are not enough words. There are not enough yeah. things that we can say about Devin Booker and how good he has gotten, how much he is elevating this Phoenix Suns team. But I would be remiss not to ask you about the other side, about oh. the New York Knicks. You spent years <laughs> as the general manager, Scott, of the Knicks. You were a part of constructing this team. You're making a little bit of a face as currently constructed. <laughs> what do they need to do to hit their ceiling? Well, first of all, this group has to start sharing the basketball better. As I watched that game last night, did a poor job of that. 18 assists last night. League average is 26 assists per game. Uh, They cannot live on a steady diet of one-on-one basketball. Mm. They're at their best, and they're a better shooting basketball team when they share it and share it well. So they needed to do that. They didn't rebound the ball. They didn't play Knicks basketball last night. 
It sounds and, like you still have some confidence in this group that you constructed, though. You're not I, having big regrets. Yeah, no, I do, have some, I, I do have some confidence because okay. they're a tough group. Yep. Resilient. And, and resilient and toughness uh, perseveres in this league. Yeah. And you can win with that. Oh, that's been there. That's certainly been there. How do they lose this game at home? I mean, you, you have – Devin Booker is the one of the three stars that yep. is out there. Kevin Durant's not there. Bradley Beal, how, how do you lose that game at home? I mean, that was the question not only that I was asking for the Knicks, I yeah. was also about to ask that about the Milwaukee Bucks. So let's head over to Milwaukee now. Damian Lillard played his former team for the first time since joining the Bucks. Kathy, let's get to Pfizer Forum because this was interesting. We're going to pick this up where things got good, Ramona. Damian Lillard, as mentioned, with the Bucks now hosting the Trailblazers. They were down. Milwaukee was by as many yep. as 26 points at home as Jeremy Grant gets the bucket there. Giannis for three. That's good. Oh, nope. Misses that one. Gets out in transition. I mean, it was all Portland. I thought it was over. 42 minutes of that game going ahead to the fourth quarter here. Portland down by seven or up by up at this point. Giannis. Keeping an eye on him here. Bobby Portis was huge in this game. Well, and I thought this was a game that Portland on the road in the revenge game. Scooter Henderson's giving you some good time out there. Goggles this was a Henderson. big moment for a young team, and they just could not hold on. Bobby Portis got that three to go. Damian Lillard drives to the basket. Bobby is loving it, pumping up the crowd. Certainly a fan favorite in Milwaukee. This is why they got Dame. It was Dame time when they needed it. Hits that shot there. And then Damian Lillard looking, kicks it to Malik Beasley. Malik for three. You know that's good. The Bucks take the lead with 123 to play here. Milwaukee holding on to a slight edge. Jeremy Grant gets that one to go to tie up the game once again. And then Damian Lillard going to work. Step back. Not good. Fighting for the rebound. The Bucks. they control it. Bobby Portis Ooh. up to, are we going to call it an assist? Are we going to call it an air ball? An assist from Bobby Portis to Giannis. I would say that's a little well. lucky. The Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks. they come back to win this one. Let's take a listen to Damian Lillard after the game. We showed a lot of uh, togetherness. We showed a lot of resilience. Um, you know, in this league, you never know what, what type of night a team is going to have, especially a talented team. We've been in that situation a few times this season where our character was tested, our togetherness was tested, and, uh, you know, we showed true again. Sometimes we just make it tough on ourselves. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think Portland is a very good team, young team, play hard, but uh, uh, we just make it tough. Like, we could, you know, we can start the game like that, you know. We, we should not be down 26 and then try to come and win the game. That takes... Um, you know, it's all on your body. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm happy that we were able to win. So Lillard and the Bucks, they overcame a 26-point deficit in Lillard's first game against his former team. That's the largest comeback win by a player in his first game against a former team in the play-by-play -play era, which you could look at as glass half full, glass half empty. But the glass half full of it all is that the Bucks are currently tied for second in the East with the magic of all teams, 12-5. and five. Chris Middleton, of course, he missed last night's game with that Achilles tendonitis, and Adrian Griffin said there's really no timetable for his return Ooh. here. But, Ramona, when you look at this team, yeah. and I'm just looking at their, their – status. We also have uh, Chris Middleton questionable for, for Tuesday's game as well. Do you believe the Bucks can win a title as currently constructed? If Chris Middleton's not healthy, no. It's really tough. I mean, they, you know, he hasn't been healthy for the last couple of years and you thought he was going to be healthier this year because he had all the uh, opportunity to get better this time, but it's, it's just one injury after another. Um, 
I'm more concerned about their defense, though. Like when they when they're winning, yep. they are defense should be about being greater than the sum of your parts, and they have great defensive parts. One of those parts was traded for Damian Lillard, for Holiday. but right now they're just the parts. They still have Brooke Lopez, they still have Giannis, mm-hmm. they, but they're not playing together on defense. They're giving up way too many points, and in this game they were able to come back because they were playing a young team that has not figured out how to win yet. But if you're giving up this many points, it's, you're going to have trouble in the playoffs, especially if your facilitator and Chris, Chris Middleton is out. Malika, I see a team still in search of its identity. Yeah. But isn't that concerning it, when you're talking about a, a 2021 championship team with a lot of that core no, together? And, and here's why I say that. Yeah. few things are at play here. Mm-hmm. First, Dame Lillard comes from Portland where he was the man on the court and mm-hmm. off the court in the organization. No matter what anybody says, he's, now he comes to Milwaukee where – there's a guy sitting there in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who is that guy? Mm. So now Dame has to totally adjust what he's been doing as a player for the past decade. And Giannis has to figure out how to play with him. Number two, you've got a first-time head coach in Adrian Griffin, who I think has great potential, but he's still trying to learn his voice. He was not in the organization before, yep. so it wasn't like he was an assistant mm-hmm. that moved up. So it's new for him yeah. trying to figure out his path and gain his voice with his players. And the last thing you alluded to, Chris Middleton, he, they need him to be back to the guy he was a couple of years ago when they won the title. Right. Injuries have kind of robbed him of that. And now it makes it difficult to gain any kind of continuity because he's kind of in and out of the lineup. I guess the good news is that they're sitting at second in yeah. the East with all of these issues that we talked about. But as I was watching them go down 26, Perk, to the Portland Trailblazers, I was grappling with, are you more encouraged by the comeback or the fact that they were down 26 to begin with? The, the fact that they haven't had a convincing win. Like, none of their wins are convincing to me that they're actually a title contender. Even when you look at the game against the Washington Wizards, you know, Giannis had to go for 31. Dame had to go for 31. Brooke Lopez had to go for 39. And they gave up 128 to the Wizards, who's probably going to be the worst team in NBA history. So when I look at the Milwaukee Bucks and I look at what's their problem, Obviously, losing Drew Holiday at the wing position is a huge blow for them on the defensive side of things. So what is the small fix for them? Is it out going to get another star? No, it's not that. It's tweaking the little things like an Alex Caruso type player Maybe. that's going to bring that tenacity, that's going to bring that edge, that's going to bring that, that type of fierce competitive nature on the floor at the wing position that's going to do things that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. And without Jay Crowder, not knowing the certain how uh, the health of Chris Middleton, there's no way in hell that you could put the Milwaukee Bucks over the Boston Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers at this point when it comes down to the Eastern Conference. Well, we get to see the Bucks in action tomorrow against the Miami Heat. That will be interesting. So to come on NBA Today, LeBron James, I mean, he holds so many records. It feels like there's only a few mountains left for him to climb, but he's actually on the verge of a big one. And we're going to discuss why this milestone might be the most important yet. Plus, the Bulls, oh my gosh, their ship is sinking fast. Could a trade be on the horizon? There are very few options left to get a deal done. We're going to tell you why coming up here. And Draymond Green suspension, it is up. But if you think he is having any regrets, then obviously, my friends, you do not know Draymond. Hear <laughs> what he had to say next on NBA Today. Don't go anywhere. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup. 
blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today. Warriors forward Draymond Green. He spoke for the first time since the November 13th altercation with Rudy Gobert and the Timberwolves. Remember, Jaden McDaniels, Klay Thompson, Draymond, they were all ejected right after the incident, but Draymond... He was ultimately the only one who was suspended. So here he was speaking about whether or not he had any regrets about the situation. I don't live my life with regrets. Um, like I said before, I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that there's a. I'm, I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. That's what a team is. You stick together uh, through the good and the bad. And I take that to heart. Um, I take pride in being a good teammate. Uh, that's when I step in here every single day. That's number one on my list to be a good teammate. Number one, I'm going to be me no matter what, and that's not going to change. But in saying that, there's always a better way that something can be done, you know. And so figuring out a better way, I think, is the consensus amongst all of us. But. Thank you for that insight, Draymond Perk. You, you've had some pretty strong feelings about how important this time away would be for Draymond Green. So what's your reaction now that he said that he really doesn't have any regrets about these actions? Well, well one, as expected. I didn't expect Draymond Green to come on here and apolog- come, come on to this first interview and apologize to the fans or to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I didn't expect that out of him. If anybody know Draymond and know what he's about, he said what he's about. Okay, cool. But the one thing that I was waiting on him to say was to give an apology to his teammates, right? And I understand him having Klay Thompson back. I get all that. But Draymond missing these last five games, it showed. And I keep telling people time and time again, yes, Steph Curry is the best player on the team. But that emotional leader, that defensive anchor, that extension of Steve Kerr is Draymond Green. And it was missed while he was away. And if I... He's more valuable than fighting uh, Rudy Gobert or putting him in the headlock and, and being on the floor. He's more valuable on the floor to the Warriors than he is off the floor. So just looking at this this whole situation, listening to his interview, I expected him to say some of the things, but I was also expecting him to apologize to his teammates and his organization publicly. You know, whenever I watch a press conference like this, yeah. I think – who the intended audience is. Who is the person speaking to? Is he speaking to his teammates? Is he speaking to the public, to the fans? Okay. Is he speaking to Adam Silver and Joe Dumars who are deciding his punishment? No. 
Who Draymond this? Green was speaking to the rest of the league, and his mm. message was, I am still Draymond Green. I am not going to change. Yeah. If you think that because I got slapped with a five-game suspension, I'm going to stop being rough, I'm going to stop being an enforcer, I'm going to stop playing the way that I do, you are wrong. Right, and when he said that you have to stop punishing me yeah. for the things that I did in the past because he says he paid for those instances. He paid with other suspensions in that case. You can't keep suspending yep. me, is what he said, for those actions. But you're shaking your head, Scott. You know, I know Draymond very well. <laughs> yes. I, know, I know Draymond. I've known him since he was coming out of high school back in Saginaw, Michigan. Spent a lot yep. of time with us around the Detroit Pistons when he was at Michigan State. I know the young man. Draymond is going to stay true to himself, number one. Clearly. Uh, clearly. He's very prideful. Uh, and he has been this way his entire career. Mm. I have a message, though, for Draymond. What I'd like to see him do from this point, and he alluded to it at the end, He's got to think better in these situations moving forward. He has established a tremendous legacy for himself. Four-time champion, been defensive player of the year. Uh, he's a winner. Everybody knows that about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now, do not leave the game on a sour note. He's only going to have a few more years to play. He's got yep. less years to play than what he's already played. So, Draymond, please, uh, you're a smart guy. You know what you're doing. Yeah. And so... Leave it the right way. Consider your legacy and make sure that this is the last incident that you have. Because clearly, I mean, he's such a cerebral player. Oh, yeah. Yes. That he can do that. It's the choice that he makes in the heat of the moment. And part of it is what makes Draymond Draymond. But how many of us have gotten in an argument and then you re-go through everything after? Like, oh, I should have said this, 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 and that. Mm -hmm. yes. Potentially, there's some iteration, some version of that that Draymond Green can do. Because the Warriors need him. They're headed into a pretty loaded portion, right, of their schedule coming up here. Some of the teams in the West that they are in the mix are trying to make the postseason here. Look at this. They have the Kings and Draymond's return, which that's interesting. We all remember the uh, Sabonis stomp. And then the Surging Suns. And then we also have a bunch of games against the Clippers here. Remember, games are also going to be added to the schedule based on how the in-season tournament all shakes out. So the Warriors, they currently sit at 10th in the West. Ooh. Are they a play-in team? Are they a playoff team, Ramona? They better not be a play-in team. Because that's the most expensive playing team out there. Mm. I mean, if you're, if you, they made a whole case about Steph, Clay, and and Draymond forever. Let's go all the way to the end, pay everybody, because we still think we can be a championship team. You cannot ask your ownership to pay for this amount of luxury tax to have this expensive of a roster and be a playing team. Right. They, I, I think they're patient there. When I check with them, there's no panic button right now, but they know something isn't right. Yeah. And I don't think you play this out with this expensive of a roster hmm. if they don't get it together pretty soon. There's certainly some parts that need to get turning a little bit better. I was yeah. at the game against the Spurs on Friday where you could see the visual frustration mm -hmm. of Klay Thompson with, you know, smacking his hands together, yeah. rolling his head back when he was missing shots. And it's understandable because this isn't the Klay Thompson that we've grown accustomed to and that he's accustomed to. This isn't the way that the Warriors have been built to no. be. And we want to see them as fans continue sort of on this trajectory so we can see that, that last rodeo come together. Together whenever that may be for the Golden State Warriors. All right, let's stick in the West coming up here on NBA Today because LeBron James, he is going to surpass a once-in-a-generation benchmark tonight. So where does it rank amongst his greatest achievements we discuss? And the Lakers road trip rolls into Philly tonight where LeBron has never won since joining the Lakers. Whoa, interesting. Plus, things are bad in Memphis. Is the season finished before John Morant even steps onto the court? We're going to answer that right after the break.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What scares you most about your future? Uh, you know, maybe not fulfilling a lot of other people's dreams. The phenomenon is taken over. I was had the poise to handle any circumstance. One of the great performances of all time. Adversity. What a tough defeat for LeBron. Not four, not five. Pressure. The Miami Heat have won the title. Come on, my Lost city. I love you. I'm back. I think it was a God-given ability, but that only takes you so far. I've never cheated the process on wanting to be great in this game. This put me in a position to just try to be one of the best ever. LeBron has broken plenty of records throughout his illustrious 21-year career, and after his ninth minute on the floor tonight, he's going to do it again. He's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most career minutes, including regular season and playoffs in NBA history. But it's crazy to think that LeBron is already on the cusp of officially having played more basketball than anybody else, period. But it's even more wild when you sort of take a step back and you just look at everything he's done. He's first in points. He's top five in assists. He's top five in wins. Top five in triple-doubles. Fifth in three-point field goals. And there's so much more. I mean, rebounds. He's top 25 in two. And these totals are only going to go up. So I ask you, Kendrick Perkins, how much do you think sustained excellence should sort of factor in when we talk about LeBron's legacy big picture here? Oh. <laughs> you already know the answer to this. And the fact that LeBron got more minutes played in the NBA than miles than more miles than I have on my truck, that's a problem right there. Because when I think about Braun, when I when I think about Braun and I think the, about the longevity, it's not just the longevity, Scott, Malik, and uh Ramona. It's the elite play yes. over extended period of time. And one could still say that LeBron James is the face of the league, and he's going on 39 years of age. Again, I say this, I've said this time and time again, and I'll repeat it right now. There's no other player in sports history that has been under the pressure like LeBron James and has been able to sustain it over this period of time. It's been since the age of 16, since he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, labeled one. the chosen one. Yep. In sports history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perk, I'm going to piggyback off some of that stuff you, that you just talked about, LeBron. You know, the scoring, the, the, the scoring leader title is going to be what a lot of people want to talk about. Sure, that's, the yeah. glamour, that's the glamour title. Mm-hmm. But this minutes title, and Perk can relate to this, a guy playing this long, 
at a MVP level yeah. down there every year is phenomenal. It's unheard of. Insane. And we probably will never see someone else do this again. At least I won't in my lifetime. Right. To play this many Because you think about the training camps, the 82-game seasons, the playoff runs, all of that durability yep. that's required to do that, and you're doing it at a high level. All I can say is that LeBron James has Father Time parked outside of his home right now, but he's keeping him in his car, and he's not letting him in his house. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> so. do you know how many points Kareem averaged in his final season? Okay, so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is 42 years old, 1988-89. He averaged 10 points a game in 23 minutes. Do you see what LeBron James is doing in his 21st season? Yeah. I mean, I know he's 38, going to be 39 at the end of, the, of December. But for him, he's still the best player on the Lakers. And that is not an offense to Anthony Davis. And like, Anthony Davis has been great. You know, but LeBron player, no matter who you're yeah. asking, in the league. For him to be this good at this age with that many miles on his tires, like, that is – Unbelievable. And the only comp that comes to mind that only, in any sport is really Tom Brady. I mean, mm, he, he, he played deep in his 40s, and, and I, you know, he probably would have played as long as he could have. But he, he did get an extra championship in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And these, to me, I always feel like if you're the Lakers, everything LeBron is giving you right now is a bonus. Nobody expected he'd be this good at this age. Yeah. For him to be at this level where they're still in contention – it's pretty, it's pretty unbelievable. If we're in the barbershop, this is right now where you take mm, the turn yeah. into the, the, the Jordan-LeBron <laughs> yeah. GOAT conversation and where yeah. this would all factor in. Because at some point, you do have to take a look at the longevity, yeah. the ability that he has to be playing at this level this long into his Style career. Style of play, too. Right. Which I mean, just, he's not a big center who can who can just live in the post. It's, no. it's, it's remarkable. And he's not a small person, either. No. He's moving up down that court. He's 6'8", 265. Right been doing that at a high level. But I know LeBron and the Lakers are a little bit more interested in what goes down tonight in Philadelphia. What they yeah. can do, right, is make their way into the top six in the West with a win over Joel Embiid and the Sixers. We know all eyes are going to be on the matchup between Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid. But it's the Sixers' backup center, <laughs> Paul Reed, who had some interesting comments this morning about slowing down Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, he's a big flopper, so make sure that I don't get in foul trouble early by any of the, uh, can't be too aggressive with them. You know, you're going to be flailing, so got to make sure that uh, I can stay out of foul trouble. Park, he's a big flopper. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what, I'm uh, going to say say that Paul Reed was hung over from Thanksgiving because he tripping right now. First of all, AD, AD, AD is not your problem. AD is Joel Embiid's problem. Now, it's the difference if he was in actually in the starting lineup and was going to be checking AD minute by minute and starting off on him. But, no, that's a matchup between Joel Embiid. Okay. And the only thing I can say that's going to say Paul Reed is the fact that Joel Embiid is on his team. And we know how Joel Embiid takes these matchups personally. Well, then let's set Paul Reed aside just for just for a second because that was entertaining. I, then let's take a close, a little bit of a closer yeah. look at Davis and Embiid. What are you watching in this matchup? From I mean, that? first of all, I don't know that Anthony Davis is going to guard Joel Embiid. Like this is when you come back to Anthony Davis wants five. to play the yeah. play the four, not the five. Right. So I'm looking for a lot of Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes on on Anthony Davis that today. Double big. And in this last game, Joel Embiid was the last time they played in Philly. Joel Embiid. 
38 points, was dominant the whole game. Anthony Davis led them back in the second half. And that's when we started hearing those Anthony Davis for MVP chants. They didn't end up winning the game. They had a weird play at the end, but it was a close game here. I, I think this is one both guys – from a matchup perspective, they take this seriously, and they do have a relationship. Mm. Now, last year when Anthony Davis hurt his foot, Joel Embiid texted him and said, do you need anything? How you doing? Because he had so that same similar, foot injury. Right? Yeah. So those two guys, they know each other, and I think there's a friendly rivalry there, but it is an interesting matchup because AD's a four. Like, he wants to be a four, and Joel Embiid is definitely a five. And this is the quintessential matchup yes. about why he wants to be a four. Because Perk is the one who makes up words, okay? So I'm going to make one up here. Okay. But, like, Joel Embiid is playing a little jokic this year. Right? Like, he's playing I think Yokichi is actually Yo-ka-chi? in the Merriam-Webster dictionary yeah. now. At this point, it, it's I don't know how official. we spell it. Is there a, like do we add it's it? A y. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Y. Yeah, it's official. Like he's playing differently with Tyrese Maxey out there with that pocket pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he's playing this. So I think AD and that that the matchup there is gonna be real interesting how they defend it. Perk, let's take a little bit of a big-picture look, if we could, here, because LeBron's window, however slowly we may think it is closing or not, it, it, it is closing at some point. I'm not going to be the person who nope. puts a timeline on it ever, but the Sixers future, it's always going to have a sort of Joel Embiid-sized question mark hanging over it all. So what do you think is at stake for this season for the 76ers? Oh, Losing Joel Embiid. And not yeah. only is Tyrese Maxey auditioning to keep Joel Embiid. Uh, matter of fact, Tyrese Maxey actually could save this whole franchise. But the rest of the players are auditioning along with Nick Nurse. Because at the end of the day, Ramona just talked about it. Joel Embiid has elevated his game even more from last season. For far as his decision making, making guys around him better, the way he's anchoring the defense and protecting mm-hmm. the rim. So when I think about the 76ers, I go back to that signature win, right? The, the 76ers are a team that's contending. In order to continue to build, you got to beat teams that are considered contenders. And I think this is one of those games where the Lakers are playing well that the 76ers have to go in there and get this win and protect the crib because they haven't really got their signature win at home yet. I would say the Celtics, that was early in the season, but right yeah. now when people are starting to hit their stride and teams are starting to match, I think this is the perfect opportunity for the Sixers to show who they are. You want to continue to sort of hit those benchmarks. So you think the 76ers have more at stake. Who do you think, the Lakers or the Sixers, Scott? I'm going to differ with you, Big Perk. I'm going to say the Lakers Careful. have a lot of stake. Well, I, 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 I'm tread lightly until I see the big fella here in person. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think the Lakers do. I mean, look. Every, we talked about LeBron's historic minutes thing and all like that. The Lakers, each day matters now. Mm. And this yeah. team has to accumulate as many wins as they can right now this season. Because this may be it. We yeah. don't know. And, you know, Anthony Davis is often injured, but he's <laughs> healthy now. This team's got to figure out a win as, a way to win as many games as they can. And it's very important, uh, I think, that they go in and, and get a road <laughs> win today. I see Perk over there frowning right now. But that's, that's his thing, guy. That, that's his thing. No, <laughs> but, I, but, yeah. but, but I, I think no, that... No, because uh, I want to ask you when, you, when you say that's it, when you say it might be it, I'm thinking for who, right? They just locked AD in into a no, contract extension. Well, I, I, I'm, I don't believe LeBron James is going anywhere no time no, soon. Well, so I I'm think, just saying. I, I think, look, LeBron has been, look, he's been playing 21 years. And we don't know when the end's going to come from. It doesn't look like it right now. It may be uh, a few more years, you know, God willing. And I hope that happens for him. But I still think they are an aging team, no matter the way you look at it. The Sixers, on the other hand, 
they have some money available to them this coming summer. And so if they play well enough this year to keep Embiid's interest up, and he's playing fantastic, you know, they can sell that to him. That They can bring another player on board and still make another run at it next year in a, in a, a, a long time beyond that. Yeah. So. The only variable for the Sixers, right, is more it's patience. It's yes. the patience yes. of Joel Embiid and company. How long does he have the stomach to sort of keep hitting that ceiling, particularly if the yes. ceiling is the second round and not breaking through to the Eastern Conference Finals? And... You know, who knows? Maybe we could see the, the Lakers and the Sixers match up in some sort of uh, NBA Finals scenario. Uh, speaking of windows closing, though, the window Ooh. to see John Morant play in meaningful basketball games in Memphis this season. It oh is my quickly closing. Is Perk ready to call it a wrap on the Grizz this year before Ja even steps on the court? More NBA Today after the break. You're watching NBA Today. We haven't had a show since Tuesday. There are a bunch of games, Ramona, we haven't even gotten to yet. So let's go coast to coast, my friends. We're going to start with yesterday's action. Chris Stapps Porzingis, he's out for at least a week. But Al Horford, he stepped up against the Hawks. Look at this. Blocking this shot. He can still do that. Into the seats, specifically his son's seat. (laughs) Is Boston's front court depth going to be a problem here? It is going to be a problem, but shout out to Al Horford, man, who's going to be, you know, eligible for his pension in about five years, still holding it down for the old years. But I, I am concerned about Porzingis, though. He got to get back. His health is a problem. Not concerned, though, about the Magic. They have won seven straight after beating the Hornets. They're tied for the second-best record in the East. Paolo Bencaro, he was just named Eastern Conference Player yes, he of was. the Week. Book in the West. Ramona, how serious are we taking Orlando here? I think they're that team that might be ready to take the jump. Cole Anthony had a nice game the other day, and they've been waiting for him. But Franz Wagner, mm. my goodness. You know How many teams passed on him that year that are regretting it now? That is a great point. I don't know if they'll finish second in the East, but it feels like they're coming. Meanwhile, Nuggets rookie Jalen Pickett, he was mic'd up when he met Victor Wembanyama. You're going to want to take a listen to this. Uh, we, shook hands, like, we shook hands, I'm not going to lie. Like, his hand went to like here. Like, his fingertips were here. I'm like, God, hand, look at his hand, bro. Well, his hand came over right here. His middle finger, bro. He shook my hand, came over like, right here, bro. He was, he was still talking about the handshake. It continued. Victor, he still has a little ways to go to catch Nikola Jokic. We're not expecting him to right now. Jokic had 39-11-9 and nine oh. in the win. Perk, how long do you think Jokic can hold the title of the best big in the West? Oh, he's going to hold it at least for the next four years. He's not slowing down anytime soon, and no one is stopping him. He is dominant. Kendrick Perkins is not walking through the door. <laughs> well... The Grizzlies maybe wish you were because they were blown out at home by the Timberwolves. Look at Marcus Smart here. He's out with an ankle injury. He was seen calling out his teammates during a timeout. He was calling the Grizzlies' effort, quote, embarrassing. Memphis is 3-13 and this season, and if you're counting, that's nine more games until John Morant could potentially return from a suspension. So, Perk, what's your reaction to seeing Smart just kind of rip into his teammates a little bit here? Well, that's that's Marcus Smart, a leader, emotional leader, a guy that has came from a winning franchise, a winning team, and all he knows how to do is win. Now I wish he bring that same energy to John Morant because when I look at the Memphis Grizzlies and I'm watching this team struggle, all I could think about is their leader, their franchise guy, John Morant, not being available 
because of his actions. If John Morant was there, he gives Jaron Jackson Jr. a different type of swag. He gives Desmond Bain a different type of swag. He gives the organization a different type of swag. It's more people in the stands yeah. at the Grizzlies game. The tickets are more expensive. So at the end of the day, I understand Marcus Smart frustration, but a lot of that frustration also need to be leaning towards John Morant for well, not being available. Anthony Edwards, he said that he really hadn't seen Memphis like this in the last couple of years. Usually it's one of those buildings that you really need to psych yeah. yourself up to go into. It's one of the harder places to play in the NBA in the John Morant tenure, and it's just not the same right now with Memphis struggling so mightily. So let's go from mm -hmm. the woes in the West to some of the woes in the East because the Bulls have lost five straight and trade talks. They are circulating around their best players. So we're going to tell you why things are going to get a lot worse in Chicago. That's next. Wilbon, avert your eyes. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. If you are a Bulls fan, hopefully better days, they will come. Chicago fell to 5-13 on the season after blowing a 21-point lead to the Nets on Sunday. The Bulls have now lost four straight, seven of their last eight games, and now they head to Boston, so the road doesn't get any easier to take on the East-leading Celtics tomorrow night. So let's bring in our front office insider, Bobby Marks. The Bulls, they have the third worst record in the East, and it seems like this is a team that just continues to find a new way to lose. But Bobby... Are there any ways, are we at the point where we should just consider Chicago needing to rebuild completely? Yes, I think we're at that point, 5-13. and 13. The unfortunate thing is the rest of the league is still looking at their own teams and evaluating themselves. And I think, Malika, when you look at the Chicago team, since March of 2022, Chicago has not won more than three games in a row. Mm. So what makes you think that all of a sudden the flip is going to switch a turn here? And I think when you look at their upcoming schedule over the next nine games, we could be talking on December 18th that Chicago is 5-22 and 22 based on what they're looking at right now. And when you look at the trade restrictions here, December 15th, the first day, players who signed free agents contracts can be traded. 88% of the league can be traded. But if you look at the last two years, there have been zero trades in the month of December here. So it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better for Chicago. And I think you'll start hearing more chatter about DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Alex Crusoe when we get after January 1st. Oof, short, I mean, difficult before it gets better. I, I don't like hearing all of this for Chicago's sake. Scott, you were in the front offices for over 20 years. How difficult is it to sort of recalibrate at this point during the season, especially when Bobby's pointing out no trades in the month of December? Extremely difficult to come to that decision because basically you're waving the white flag on this on the season and you're saying we're going to uh, take this team down to the bottom and try to build up with no guarantee that you'll ever get back there. You're going to be heavily dependent upon drafts uh, going out into the future and uh, it's just a very difficult undertaking for any organization and especially in a place like Chicago, you, uh, big media market. Um, all those things go into consideration. So uh, I do not envy that position right now uh, of the Chicago Bulls. Perk, last word on this. I don't have a word, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know what to say about this because, to be honest, with, with, the, with the new CBA, it's like, what's next? What's next for DeMar DeRozan? Like, 
where he's going to be at next year, What's, what his contract is going to look like. Is he going to take a, a major pay cut like a Russell Westbrook? Is Zach Levine a number one option? No, he's not. Is he a number two option? No, he's not. Maybe a number three on the contending team. There's so many moving parts. All I know is is that I know Billy Donovan got to be feeling some type of way hmm. that he left OKC. <laughs> he could actually be coaching. SGA and Chet Holmgren well, right now. And this, like, this <laughs> is the conversation surrounding Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and others that front offices are going to be having over the next couple of weeks. Bobby, thank you. Tip off your weekend with another star-studded NBA doubleheader. Two Eastern powerhouses get us started as Joel Embiid and the Sixers visit Jason Tatum and the Celtics at 7.30 Eastern. And then KD, Devin Booker, the Suns, they host Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. To news now that surfaced late last week, the league is looking into allegations that Thunder guard Josh Giddy had an improper relationship with an underage girl. In a since-deleted post, an anonymous social media user claimed a girl who was seen with Giddy in videos and images, some of which include explicit captions, was a junior in high school at the time. Giddy, who is 21, he declined to comment on Friday. And despite the serious allegations, Giddy is yet to miss a game this season. And Thunder coach Mark Dagonalt, he said he will continue to be in the lineup, saying, quote, just with the information we have at this point, that is the decision we've made. It's obviously a league matter at this point, and the ball is in their court on that. Now, a league spokesperson told me this morning that the NBA is still in the process of gathering information, and we will continue to update this story as the news develops. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. Here is the slate for tonight. The Clippers hosting the Nuggets, who are on a back-to-back. -back. The Clippers, since moving Russell Westbrook to the bench, they have won four of their last five games. So maybe they figured something out. Ramona, what's working so well for them right now? They're all playing. Like, Kawhi Leonard is about to play in his 16th game this year. All of their games. All of them. Like, I went to the game. Like, that, that is a crazy – I mean, this is the most consecutive games that he has played – since 2016. Okay, I was there Saturday night. He had a tough time on the second night of that back-to-back. -back. They played the Mavericks on Saturday. They played the Pelicans on Friday night. But he played, okay? And the fact that when what Ty Lue said, we're going to take the regular season more seriously. Yeah. They are. And after the game, I'm walking by to their locker room, and I see Paul George going into the place where they work out, where they get on the elliptical after the game. Paul George just played in the back-to-back. -back. He played very well in that back-to-back. And, and I go, where, where are you going? He goes, yeah, I, I got to get ready for what we're trying to do here this year. And, and it, the, the proof is in the pudding. We're seeing it on the floor. And it was not that long ago, Perk, that you said that maybe it should be James Harden that comes off the bench. But now you've seen some of these early results where it's Russ that's coming off the bench. Do you feel any differently now? <laughs> no. Early results. Seeing what on the floor? They beat the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> twice. They beat the Houston Rockets. And they beat the Dallas Got to beat the teams in None front of, of you. those four teams yeah, yeah but none of those four first. teams are contenders. Are contenders. You're right. Again, the Clippers are contending. We got to see them win against contenders. Tonight is another opportunity. They went in Denver last time that they played and took them down to the wire. Tonight they get a, a chance to get that signature win and show the world that they're on so, the right track. Russell Westbrook played 14 minutes against yep. the New Orleans Pelicans. Came back, didn't pout, had a great game on the second night of the back-to-back. -back. Maybe this is the recipe. The Clippers could be coming. No That's choice. it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 